Welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trumbull, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from the Executive Appeal Podcast. And today, <laughs> today is a good day. See, today marks the end of two years, two years straight of running this show. And more importantly, the beginning of the third year. Now, we've been doing some growing. I know you've been doing some growing. And and as we get prepared to, to launch into this new year, I want to take a moment and reflect on 2022. Some of the learnings that hit me hard, and even if for some of you may have heard these things before, I wanna share with you these ideas and maybe in a slightly different way. But again, my hope as always is that you will catch something from what is shared today and you'll keep it forever for yourself and You share with a friend, you share with a colleague, you share with a family member. You don't just look back, you read back. And so with no further ado, I would like to share with you the eight key learnings that every successful leader knows and must implement into their life. If you're ready, let's get going. The first, is your friends matter? I met a woman, a phenomenal woman, these last few years, and and she has poured so much positivity into my life. She's someone who has not only been a friend, but a mentor at times, connecting me with phenomenal individuals. Well, recently, this person contacted me and let me know that She's dealing with cancer. And unfortunately, the cancer is a rare type of cancer and the cancer was caught pretty late. So in the beginning, this person was <laughs> very ambitious saying, oh, this is, it's gonna be okay. I, I, I know how this works. We're gonna figure this out. They're gonna figure this out. It's not gonna be a problem, Alex, don't worry about it. Um, but as she went to more and more doctor's appointments, she she began to learn that this is going to be a much more difficult fight than what she had imagined initially. So now the doctors are telling this person that you have five years to live. And now I have to say that this person is so freaking strong, so positive, so energized. Every time I speak to this this phenomenal woman, she she inspires me because she hasn't given up. But I want to share with you is just how important her friends matter in her life. See, there's half of her friends telling her, hey, look, you have five years. <laughs> Live your life to the fullest. 
Eat whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You just be happy. Do you? Man, I mean, with five years, who can blame someone for just wanting to live the best possible life they could live in the time they have? But then you have the the friends on the other side saying, no, no, we're not going to give up on you. No, change your diet. You need to be eating less of this. You need to be exercising. We'll pray together. Let's, is there any research we can do? Let's, here's, some, here's some studies we can do. Maybe there's a new opportunity for you to engage in to, that, that can help you overcome this cancel. Now, look, I am not saying which one is right. And it is not my prerogative and or my life to tell my friend which one she should follow. But I do think it's particularly interesting just how much our friends have an impact on how we think and what we do. So this first point is just to remember that the people around you are going to push and pull you in different directions. They may be pushing you to overcome that challenge, saying, you know what? (laughs) Screw that person. They don't understand what you're doing. Let's figure out another way to get this done. (laughs) Or they could be the people who say, screw that person. They're not paying you enough anyways. You know, just just do the the bare minimum because, you know, it's not your fault. They don't like you. And so, you know, just just screw them. And and to be completely honest right now, there's so many different colors and variations of that, right? So the first thing is just remember how important your friends are. For me, I'll be honest with you. I only keep people around me who are going to uplift me, who are going to challenge me to do better, who's not going to let me feel sorry for myself all the time. I say all the time because sometimes I just... (laughs) It's I need to feel sorry for myself for a second. And then they'll say, "Okay, that's enough, Alex. Let's just get this moving again. (laughs) Your friends matter. The second one I want to share with you is ask for help. See, there's a saying that you probably have heard before. um, Fake it till you make it. (laughs) Now, this saying, not everyone likes, but. It holds true in so many situations. I mean, uh, Chris Rock tells a really great story of how he was driving down a freeway and he saw a person on the side of the road with a broke down car trying to wave down people to ask them to help him. And uh, no one was stopping. And he kept driving. Later on down the road, he saw another person broke down the side of the road, but he wasn't waving people down. He was actually just pushing his car as best he could, just, just move. It wasn't moving too fast, wasn't going really nowhere, but he was trying. And he said three or four cars pulled over and jumped out to help. You know, I, I think about fake it till you make it. It's, it's, it's acting as if you got it because people like to help people who are winners. People like to help people who, who are willing to put their own skin in the game. People are willing to... <laughs> To jump on the bad bandwagon of a of a team when they're winning, but when they're not winning, 
sometimes they kind of look the other way. Faking it till you make it is is important. You got to dress the part. You got to look like you belong. But you got to remember that only works to a point. Because if you fake it too well, that that you got it under control, that that you've reached your goals and 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 everything is just coming so easy to you, then um, people don't know that you need help. And if they don't know you need help, <laughs> why and how would they help you? This is something I've learned in my own life. Again, I'm being honest with you. This is my my authentic, real self. <laughs> As we're you know ending this this. <laughs> Ending one phase of the podcast and now moving into the next. I've been in situations where I was working hard and I was looking the part and dressing the part and I was in the places, in the spaces where I needed to do, needed to be to grow. And that was great. But I always felt like, man, like, but it would be so much easier if someone would just help me. And I spoke to a mentor of mine and she was the one who was like, look, Alex, we didn't know you needed help. So you got to make sure that no matter how hard you're faking it, no matter how hard you're going and you're confident in yourself that you'll figure it out because you got to be confident that you'll figure it out regardless of help. You got to be willing to stop and ask for help. Tell people what you need help with and ask them, where can they be? Where can they help you? Can they get, give you a new skill? Can they make a connection for you? Can they give you an opportunity at a, at a speaking opportunity? <laughs> That's the second one, but I wanna move into the third one. Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or replacement for Fegley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA Group Term Life Insurance and see how much you could save by visiting waepa.org today. Which is be thankful for your bad supervisors. <laughs> now, I know this is probably turning a few of your heads right now, but look, you ever heard the, the saying that you learn more than, from a failure than you do uh, when you win? It's the same thing, but a little different. See, when you have a great supervisor, they can teach you to believe in yourself. They can, they, can, they can teach you to be more authentic and they'll provide you with the space and the support you need to grow. They'll make those connections for you and network and, and, and ask you important questions about yourself and, and challenge you, challenge you to be the best person you can be. And there's, there, there's so, so many valuable wins, positive to having an awesome, great supervisor. But <laughs> you know what the one thing this good supervisor doesn't teach you how to do? How to work with a bad supervisor. 
<laughs> how to work with someone who's going to consistently undermine you, but they're your supervisor. How to navigate spaces when they don't want you to be successful because they want all the spotlight on themselves. How to be in a position and be successful when you're not getting the results, the resources, the help, the assistance that the supervisor should be providing to you. When they're finding ways to knock you down at every single turn. See, what bad supervisors teach you how to do, how to survive another bad supervisor. (laughs) It sounds like some, you know, masochism and stuff. (laughs) But I can tell you that I have grown and I have learned from both great, phenomenal supervisors and supervisors who I would never want to work for again. But those people I never wanted to work for again taught me how to not do those same things to my staff when I had staff. And they also taught me how at some point I'm going to end up, unfortunately, working with another bad supervisor. It'll just happen. That's how luck goes sometimes. You know how to manage those those relationships. And for me personally, it provided me the experience and the knowledge to be able to speak on these things, to coach leaders through situations when there were bad supervisors, to mentor people, to inspire people, to say, you can make it through it. I, I made it through it. You can do it. So look, be thankful for your bad supervisors because they're teaching you something that your good supervisors just can't. Number four is... Look, don't don't avoid the pain. (laughs) I can't tell you how many people never reach their goals, never take their shot, never fulfill what they were meant to fulfill in this world because they were afraid of the pain. Oh my God, this project's going to be so hard. Oh my God, if I go to the gym, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to feel good. Oh my God, if I if if I if I don't eat this, I got to eat this this nasty green thing. What do they call a veg a vegetable? Ooh, who who eats those things? <laughs> the list goes on and on. When we talk about fear, because fear is huge. Fear will stop us from moving towards something that we truly love and want and desire so much. But what's behind that fear is generally the fear of pain, of being uncomfortable. But the reality is that you all know this. In order to grow in any respect, we must grow through the pain. That's how our, our muscles are developed. That's how we that's how we we learn to navigate to difficult situations because we messed up in a situation and it hurt. It didn't feel good. That's how we decide that you know what? I am no longer gonna live in this condition. I am no longer going to just go about my life 
doing what I think other people want me to do because I don't like this pain. I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. I don't like worrying about where my next meal is going to come. I don't like, oh my God, the we had a water line break and now my entire savings is gone. Those pain points can be those points in your life where you can decide to do something different. So I encourage you, don't, don't avoid the pain. It doesn't mean you have to love it. But you have to realize that anything you want of value is going to hurt, is going to cause discomfort, whether it's physically, emotionally, cognitively, shoot, spiritually at points. Discomfort (laughs) is the BFF of success. They go together. So if you avoid one, can't get the other. So number five is make time for yourself. (laughs) You know, I've heard this saying, you know, life is too short, right? Um, You know, time flies. And I, I even found myself this past year saying, oh, my God, things are going so fast. We're open. We're already in November. We're already in December. I can't believe it. But, you know, there is a way to slow down time. Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson may be be raising his eyebrow right now, but I promise you there's a way to slow down time. See, um, let me give you an example. Have any of you ever, um, have you ever done the planks? You're at planks in the gym where you, you know, you, you hold yourself up on your on your elbows and your and your and your toes and, your, and it works on your abs, right? How long does thirty seconds last when you're doing a plank? How long does a minute last? Oh my God, it's forever. <laughs> but if you were just walking around and watching TV or Netflix or or you know just BSing around somewhere. How how quick does 30 seconds go? So what am I telling you? See that the trick to slowing down time is focus. It's intentionality. See, because when you focus, time slows down and you and you're aware of what's happening and you have the ability to manage and make decisions on where you're going to spend your time, where you're going to spend your energy, what you're going to focus your attention towards. But when you're not focused, when you aren't paying attention, when you aren't intentional, time flies out the window. You never even know it's gone. So what I'm going to challenge you right now to do is Take some time right now, this week, find some time for you. Literally block it off on your calendar. If you can only block off an hour, block off an hour. If you can block off a day, block off a day and say you're not going to do anything but sit with yourself. (laughs) Think about what your goals are. What can you do to achieve those goals? And should I even ask the question, 
why are those goals important to you? I'm going to go off a real quick tangent because I love that question of why. See, we tend to think about the question of why when it comes to our motivation, right? Why do you want a promotion? Well, because I want this. Why? You know, Simon Sinek talked about the five why. It's the golden circle. I, I completely agree with it. But, you know, why is also important because it helps you discover your fears. See, y'all, y'all don't hear me. See, a couple years ago, I was talking to my cousin. My cousin was asking me, hey, Alex, why aren't you happy with where you are right now? I said, well, you know, I, I really feel like I could I could and should have reached more in my career at this moment. Again, I'll be real with y'all. I have not done well. I mean, I've not done bad. Like I've, I've done very well, especially in, in, in the context of this country. I've done well. I, I get asked to speak all the time, do a lot of consulting. A lot of, I love I love speaking. I love speaking. Um, but I still don't feel as if I'm, I am where I should be. And she asked me why again. I was like, well, because, you know, I've turned down some opportunities I probably shouldn't turn down. And she said, why? I said, well, because those are big opportunities. And what if I wasn't successful? Man, what if I was successful? Would it be too much stress? Would I be able to handle the success? And when she asked why that last time, it became evident to me that I wasn't making the progress I knew I should and could be making was because I was afraid. I was afraid that what if things don't go right and I end up poor or broke or I can't take care of my family. Again, this gets back to the fear. It gets back to the pain. Ask yourself why you're doing something. Ask yourself why aren't you taking these steps to reach your goals? Why aren't you eating the right food? Why aren't you going to the gym? Why didn't you volunteer for that opportunity? Ask yourself why. And be honest with yourself. Make yourself answer those questions. I promise you the, the answer that comes from that, if you can then overcome whatever it is, I'm, I'm telling you, it's likely fear. and It's likely fear of something uncomfortable. If you can decide to move past that, you will be so much further on reaching your goals and so much further than most people who want to be in that same and similar situation. If you're a manager in the federal government, do you have feds protection professional liability insurance? Because if you don't, you need to get it. Having a feds policy means that you will be protected against any professional capacity lawsuit administrative action or criminal investigation arising from actions taken in the scope of your employment. This insurance is a must-have for federal managers and starts at just $209 a year. Plus, your agency will reimburse you for half of this cost. To learn more, visit www.fedsprotection.com or call 866-955-3337 today. So now number six, I'm sorry for that detail. Number six is 
we are born with fundamentals. We are born with the fundamentals for greatness. I, I need you to hear me with that. We are born with the fundamentals for greatness. <laughs> See, I was just watching this documentary the other night, really wonderful documentary about babies on Netflix. And what they found is that when a baby is born, within the first few weeks of the baby being born, the baby can actually tell the difference between the faces of almost any animal. Monkeys, like you and I look at a monkey, but oh, that's the same monkey as the other monkey over there. But babies can actually tell the differences. But at a certain point in life, about six, about six months to nine months, they begin to lose that ability because they they begin to specialize their their eyes and their brain on human faces. Um, babies early in their life, prior to six months, have the ability to literally hear all of the differences between different languages, Chinese, Cantonese, Burmese, all the different African languages. Like they, they, Babies, their ears are so amazing. They can pull out the difference between all these languages where, where you and I, maybe you can't tell the difference between all the syllables and all the sounds that come together when people are speaking. But babies can do this until about six to nine months. Then their brains begin to specialize in in the language they're around the most. The same thing goes for walking. It's called, uh, I think it's called infant stepping. <laughs> Look it up. It's actually pretty cool. When a baby is an infant, within the first couple weeks of being alive and being out of the womb, you can hold a baby and make it walk. And the baby will know to move one leg, then the next leg, then the next leg, then the next leg. It's amazing. These components are in us at birth. When we come out, we are already positioned. Our brains are positioned to learn, to grow, to overcome obstacles. To overcome fear and failure. I mean, literally every single baby has fallen trying to walk. Every single baby has messed up a word when they tried to speak. Every single baby has 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 used a pot likely as a hat. Because that's where they thought it went. Every single one of us has failed for years. We failed over and over and over, but we didn't stop. We 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 were resilient. We 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 stood up when we fell off our bike. We got back up. We slipped off the steering wheel. I mean, off the skateboard or skates, whatever it is that we've done because no one is perfect at anything the first time. Every single one of us has failed many, many times. Yet, we are born with the ability to overcome that failure, to be successful. Unfortunately, 
Society teaches so many of us as we get older that failure is unacceptable. And you shouldn't try because if you try and you fail, then you are less than. And there is nothing, nothing further than the truth. So I just want you to remember that everything you need to be successful, all the fundamentals of that were given to you at birth. And you have to be able to tell society, look, honestly, screw off. I don't need to live by your standards all the time because I know I have greatness in me. And I know that if I keep working at this, I keep pushing that at some point the the levees are going to break and so much success will come my way, will come your way. Number seven, and we only have eight of these. I'm going to wrap up real quick soon. Look, (laughs) make more money. Now, this is the one I know a lot of y'all gonna get upset with me about, and it's okay. Again, as I talk about in my talks and speeches I give, there are certain times I want to be people's friend. There are certain times where I'm I'm there for a purpose, and the purpose is to educate and share ideas and thoughts and the and the advice that's been given to me by so many successful people. And the reality is that this is one of those pieces of advice: make more money. Why? Because housing costs money. Because food costs money. Because unfortunately, education costs money. Your phone costs money. Your clothes cost money. The things that your kids need to grow up cost money. The gifts that you give to your family and friends cost money. You see where I'm going with this and I can go forever. Money is not evil. Wanting money is not evil. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen in very difficult situations because they just don't have enough. And they're living paycheck to paycheck. And then someone gets sick or gas prices go up or inflation hits. I do what I do because I don't want people to go through the challenges that I've gone through. I want people to be happy. This doesn't mean you need to be a billionaire, but I want people to be in a position where they can take care of themselves and their family without the stress. That if someone fires me today, I'm going to be okay. I do this job because I want to, not because I have to. What I I teach people how to excel in their careers and gain more money because I want them to have freedom. The freedom to say no and the freedom to say yes. And this year, something popped up that was pretty funny. <laughs> the reality is that managing your money is extremely important. Knowing how to budget, knowing how to invest, having life insurance, disability insurance, a will, all those things are really important. Managing your finances are extremely important. But at some point, 
the only way to make more money is to make more money. If you only have 10 bucks, you can only manage it so far. You can only cut back on so many expenses. You can only eat top ramen so many times. You need to make more money. And I hope, I really hope that you're hearing me when I say this, because again, I don't say this lightly. I want you to have freedom. I don't want you to be beholden to a job that you hate or a supervisor you hate simply because if you don't have that job, you don't know how you're going to live. You don't know where your food's going to come from. You don't know how to cover your medical expenses. You need to manage your money and you need to make more money. And this final one, number eight, perfectly comes after this one because number eight is consistently look for ways to add value. That's how you make more money. Add more value. For me personally, it's started as my speaking. And then I <laughs> I started doing my podcast, The Executive Appeal. And then from the podcast, people in organizations said, hey, look, would you come and do this in person for us? We said, absolutely. So I started running events like that, which I do very well. <laughs> and then uh, uh, corporations and people started saying, well, you know, we're having challenges with with communicating authentically to our staff. Alex, is there a way for you to that you can help us with this? I said, absolutely. So I started working with their teams. I, I interview their teams, their leadership teams and their executives and so on and so forth. And I capture ideas and, and concepts. And I put them together in video projects, video uh, assets that they can share through the onboarding process to communicate their, their vision, their mission, their core values, to introduce staff to the leadership team and their, and their, and their certain figures within the organization, but also to create ways to talk about topics that are really important to the organization, where we can take the time to really craft the right language, the right imagery before it goes out. How I've grown my business has not just been from saying, I need money. Honestly, my business has grown because I've consistently found ways to, to add value to my customers. And that's what I encourage for you. Find ways to add value. I heard an interview the other day. This, this, this individual said, hey, you know what? Companies want to pay you minimum wage, but they expect maximum effort. And he says, nah, if I'm getting paid minimum wage, I'm giving you minimum effort. And that was the, the ideas of one person. The other person across the table said, you know, I see this differently. Is If a company is paying me minimum wage, I'm going to do every, everything I possibly can to get promoted, whether it's at that organization or another. That's that's what I think about. I think, I think the same thing for you. Like, you don't let society's norms of just saying they're only paying you this so you only do that. No, find ways to provide value. And the only way to provide value is to ask the questions. What do people value? What do you need? What do you want? 
and figure out how to get that done. Now I'm starting to preach. I have a whole, a whole course, a whole talk specifically on identifying the value of people, um, what people value around you so you can provide those things to them and how to build strategic relationships and so on and so forth. I, I encourage you to reach out. Visit alextrimble.com. Find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. Reach out. I'd love to help you and your organization reach your goals, whether it be finding ways to attract, retain, and develop a diverse set of leaders to move into your executive ranks, or is to help you communicate in a more effective way, an authentic way, so people, when they're coming into your organization, when they're deciding whether they want to partner with you, they understand who you are, where you stand, and what behaviors you expect of them and what behaviors they should expect of you. And the final one is I I work on mentoring programs. I specifically help organizations create mentoring programs specifically focused on helping diversify their leadership teams and help them rise up the ranks because we all know, we all know it's not hard work that gets you to the top. It's critical, but that's not the differentiator. It's mentorship, it's leadership skills. Most importantly, it's relationships. (laughs) So thank you so much for this unique, special episode of The Executive Appeal. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Should I every once in a while, should I come on and and share some ideas? Or should I just, you know, stick the interview on people? (laughs) And look... I'll be honest with you. This isn't my last stop. I plan on doing the executive pill for as long as possible, but I want it to grow. I want it to to be bigger, to be able to provide more value to more people. I'm looking for a Netflix deal, an HBO deal, Viacom deal. I love to be on a platform where I could share these ideas and introduce people across the world to ideas that help not only them reach their goals, but to help them provide value to so many people around them. As always, (laughs) don't look back, reach back. If you found anything of value today, don't keep it to yourself. Don't say that person over there should have been here. Don't do that. Click the share, click the like, comment, Bring this to someone and tell someone they need to listen to this podcast. (laughs) I, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your support. I can't tell you how much you mean to me. (laughs) As always, this is Alex Trumbull from the Executive Pill Podcast. Happy 2023. (laughs) Stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moved. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumbull. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trimble, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and his speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.